The Oklahoma Sooners pick up another commitment and a five-star recruitment is going down to the wire. We'll talk about the latest with Williams Winery on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners. Thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for joining us. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. My buddy here is Josh Helmer. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh on Ref. You can also hear him Monday through Friday on the Ref Sports app. Download it, Apple Play or Apple App Store, Google Play Store, wherever you get your apps. Go get the Ref app so you can hear all the great Oklahoma Sooners coverage from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Josh. We got a commitment over the weekend. This is from the 2025 recruiting class, four-star wide receiver out of the Oklahoma City area, Jaden Nickens. Yeah, obviously we've uh, talked about Jaden Nickens in the past. Uh, explosive, uh, rangy uh, wide receiver that uh, obviously has the uh, the basketball background as as well. So incredibly athletic. You know, you watch the tape, the – explosiveness the change of direction the ability to high point all great things Jaden Nickens uh, I can see where he's an obvious blue chip talent again uh, multi-sport athlete and uh, oh by the way this is another one of those recruitments where you win at home so kind of all of those factors at play it's uh, another well feather in the cap here early for one image Jones it's a huge commitment. And again, you mentioned the in-state aspect of this. Now Oklahoma has three of the top six players in the state of Oklahoma committed to the class and continuing to make noise in other Oklahoma in-state recruitments as well. But you touched on the thing that is the most impressive about him, and it's his athleticism, just the ability to kind of do everything you want to see a wide receiver do on the football field. And he's got great size to go with it, you know, and that's somebody that you're going to be able to line up on the outside and you're going to be able to use them in every aspect of a Jeff Levy offense, the screen game, the deep game, you know, the over the middle game, which is something that has to improve for the Sooners moving forward. But he just brings everything to the table on that front. You look at what he put up on huddle and the change of direction that you mentioned, man, that's absolutely incredible. And that's the most important thing I think in the screen game is being able to make guys miss and make yards happen after the catch when things aren't necessarily clean, you're going to have to win. And he does that. And that's the thing that has me excited about a guy like Jalil Farouk. It's the same thing that has me excited about a guy like Jaden Nickens is that you don't have to scheme particular plays around him. You can use them in every aspect of your offense and he's not going to be a detriment at all. You know, it's like when we saw Marvin Mims run wide receiver screens last year, they were okay, but that just wasn't his game, right? Like his game is deep and deep middle and, you know, in the deep intermediate, that's his best game. Okay. In the screen game, but still not his best game. 
uh, Drake Stoops. You know, you can run a screen or run a reverse to him, but that's not where he thrives, right? He thrives in that five to 15 yard down the field range. A guy like Jaden Nickens, he's going to thrive in every aspect. And now you've got three blue chip wide receivers in this class with Grayson Harris and uh, Elijah Thomas, another Oklahoma kid, and now Jaden Nickens. And it's this early in the cycle for Oklahoma, and you've got all of that skill talent uh, locked into the class. That's that's pretty wild how quickly Oklahoma has moved in this class. You know me, I always like to uh, look at what the rest of the offers sheet looks like for a uh, respective prospect. And in the case of Jaden Nickens, and really, again, the class of 2025, I know the December early signing period is not too awfully far away. So we're starting to kind of sneak up on that in 2024, which means then, you know, anymore, that's you get the December early signing period done and it's all gears shift forward into that next uh, recruiting class in 2025. But in a lot of ways, it's still relatively early in the 2025 class. And I mean that not just in the sense for Oklahoma, uh, you know, just their recruitment side of it, but in the evaluation side too, you still have this, uh, this junior season to be played for, for this, you know, crop of recruits and, that will give the evaluators a new sense of, okay, hey, I'm, I'm validated with where this recruit is at. Maybe a couple of more camps uh, you know, throughout next spring and summer in that evaluation period to really iron down what the 2025 class is. Having said that, again, you look at this offer sheet for Nickens, and it tells me, uh, again, bona fide blue chipper, bona fide uh, high major guy. Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma State, A&M, Texas Tech, uh, all extending offers in addition to Oklahoma. And, of course, there's Tulsa and UNLV and UTSA, North Texas, Memphis, those programs on the offer sheet as well. So, again, early in 25 in some respects, and yet you've got all of that for Jaden Nickens. And I think that just, again, speaks to a lot of the traits we've talked about, the athleticism, the explosiveness, the fact that this is a two-sport guy that can do a bunch of things, like you said, just about anything you would ask a wide receiver to do, Jaden Nickens can can do that for you on tape. So it's uh, it's an exciting get. And you think about what it means for the 25 class, John. Again, I just keep coming back to the work's getting done quickly in this class. Yeah, it's the 10th wide receiver commitment Oklahoma's gotten since Emmett Jones has come on board. I mean, you give him another year and he's going to have all the wide receivers committed to this class. It's absolutely ridiculous. And they seem to be trending again for another potential four-star, maybe five-star wide receiver in Isaiah Mose out of Lee Summit North. So another name to watch on that front. They're really, really loading up and it kind of supports a theory I've been kind of bandying about here and there that eventually Oklahoma wants to be done with the transfer portal. They really want to build from the ground up with their recruiting classes and then like pick and choose where they go after transfer portal guys. They're not going to have these big 10 to 15 deep transfer portal classes in the future because they're going to be relying so much on their recruiting classes. And I think that's what we're seeing out of the 2023 cycle 2024 cycle sorry the 2024 cycle and then looking forward to the 2025 because just between 2024 and 25 you've got seven wide receiver commits i believe or maybe it's eight actually because you got the is it five and maybe it's four in the 20 i got i lost count there's so many wide receiver commits now at this point um so absolutely crazy it's it's five in 2024 and three so far in 2025 and you got the two transfer portal editions in Brennan Thompson and Angela Anthony. That's what makes 10. There we got it. Okay. Got the count right. Don't mess up the count. 
Um, but man, it, it's exciting to see what they're doing and, and the, all the buzz that they're creating. And they're still with the 2025 class. You're seeing a guy like, and we can talk about this maybe on the live show a little bit more in depth, but uh, Josh McQuistion over at Sooner Scoop flipped his prediction for Nate Roberts, who's another top five prospect in the state of Oklahoma, the four-star tight end. Um, he flipped his commit or prediction from Notre Dame to Oklahoma. So that's another 2025 name to kind of be on the lookout for uh, over the next whoever, who knows how long, but it looks like Oklahoma is going to get another top prospect from the state. Speaking of top prospects, Josh, man, we're coming up to D day decision day for one Williams Maneri and all of the buzz seems to be heading North to Mizzou. We'll talk about what's going on what the latest is and where Oklahoma might be able to make up some ground uh, after we talk to you about our friends over at LinkedIn. Again, LinkedIn is the place where you want to get all your hires because these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can go to LinkedIn, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply all right josh so sunday afternoon okay just for the timestamp, we're recording this sunday evening uh, before monday's commitment date williams Ranieri is planning to commit on monday at 3 p.m up at lee summit north uh, our guy Parker Thune, he's planning on being up there live for the commitment. So you know we'll we'll know when he, everybody else knows when that commitment goes down. But we'll have a lot to say about it, whichever way it goes, on our live show Monday night, 9 p.m. Central Time. So make sure you subscribe to the show for that. But Josh, Sunday, the winds of change came, where it seemed like Oklahoma was kind of had made up all the ground that they needed to going into Sunday. Well, whatever happened Sunday. The national analyst, the Steve Wiltfongs, the Sam of 247 Sports, Alan True, the Sam Spiegelman of On3, all issued predictions favoring the Missouri Tigers in this commitment for williams Winery. Yeah, if uh, you put total stock into that, the the late momentum clearly is, uh, in terms of the recruiting experts with Wiltfong, with True, and you know I'm looking at rivals with uh, Trent Smallwoods, a Georgia reporter, so yeah, there's a, there's a lot of momentum here for Missouri and we'll see, we'll see how it uh, turns out. I mean, five-star uh, defensive line recruit, obviously Oklahoma is going to push this recruitment right up until the uh, commitment is announced. And then, Oh, by the way, after a commitment is announced, whether it's positive or negative for Oklahoma, they're going to keep recruiting a Williams Winery. But yeah, as of where we sit and stand right now, kind of feels like this one's trending away. From Oklahoma, hope to be wrong on that front, but uh, it feels like, unfortunately, that's the case. And again, we, we've sort of had this precautionary discussion beforehand. Williams, Winery, I, I don't want to discredit it. This guy, you flip on the tape, 
And I don't see any way that Williams Winery doesn't out, you know, knock on wood, not to put it out in the atmosphere in a bad way here, but barring injury, I don't see any way Williams Winery is not playing in the National Football League in the future. He just, the natural pass rushing talent, I mean, he's incredibly, incredibly gifted. It's easy to see why he's regarded the way that he's regarded. So it's not to downplay any of that for Oklahoma. It would be a big time recruiting loss. For OU, just because you're you're right there and you've been perceived as a leader for so long. But again, I think it does bear repeating for Oklahoma fans that if this thing swings away from you, you land a David Stone, you land a Nigel Smith. You've already got uh, the other names in this class that you've got committed. Maybe a McKinley is a, a part of that for Oklahoma too, to go along with the Jaden Jacksons and the Wyatt Gilmores. And uh, it's a class that you can feel really, really good about. Probably a lot of people, John, uh, you know, however many months ago, if they if they were told, hey, you're only going to wind up with David Stone, there's a lot of Oklahoma fans that would have said, okay, where do I sign to get this thing done? So it's not to downplay Winery possibly going away from Oklahoma. It, it could be one of those recruiting losses that we look back on and say, ah, oh, man, if you had just gotten that other piece, uh, maybe that's the, the final piece that would have pushed Oklahoma over the top. But I do think it's important to keep some of this in perspective for Oklahoma if this doesn't go the Sooners way. I'm not there yet, man. I'm not, I'm not ready to go to perspective uh, just yet. Maybe with time I'll be ready to go there because it's really easy to, to start taking stock of what you have or what's going to be a part of the class. But when you miss out on, on three's number one player and you're right there in the thick of it against a, a school like Missouri, who, I mean, yeah, it's the in-state school with the proximity and the NIL bag, and, and they're dropping all that cash. Well, what does it say about you if you're Oklahoma and you're not matching that or, or exceeding that? And, I mean, three hours is not that big of a difference when you're talking modern transportation. Like, that is not that big of a difference to make up that ground. So if this does go against Oklahoma and Missouri does end up getting him, to me, it's a, it's a huge loss. And, yeah, you can talk about the players that they're going to have as part of the class, and we can dig more into why it's a huge loss or, or what it means for, you know, the rest of the class and who they've got come in on the live show more, but just to see this trending so heavily away from them, less than 24 hours out from the commitment. I mean, they've got a lot of ground to make up and maybe this is just one of those things that, okay, one side of this thing is feeling great about this. And there's not a lot of talk coming from the other side that, that the recruiting analysts are, are putting out there. And yeah, man, I'm, I'm all for perspective. I'm all for talking up the guys that are part of the class and are committing to the class and might commit to the class at the same time, man, Williams Winery, he's a dude and he's a guy that you can build a defensive line around. In addition to like a guy like David Stone, this is what you need. If you're going to go into the sec and contend regularly is you got to have not just one, not just two five-star players on your defensive line. You got to have three, four. This is what George has done and what's made him so successful. So yes, we can talk that we can talk perspective at some point, but right now Oklahoma needs to get their bag up and they need to get it together quick and they need to make some moves because they've got to land this guy. This is a franchise player. If we're going to talk in NFL terms, this is a program changing player and you need more of those guys on your defensive line because that's part of what was the problem under Alex Grinch and Lincoln Riley part of the problem last year in your six and seven season. And yeah, you went six and seven and you can talk about how maybe that affected things, but I don't think that's part of the problem. I don't think that has anything to do with how this recruitment is going. 
all it comes down to is Missouri was able to sell the proximity and they were able to make a better offer than what you were able to do as at Oklahoma. And that's kind of what it potentially comes down to. I'm not going to sit here and write it completely off because just like Josh said, they're going to continue to recruit this kid. Just like we saw with Peyton Bowen, they're not finished recruiting until the signature is on the page and that page is faxed in Brent Venables, Todd Bates, Miguel Chavis. They'll say when they're done recruiting. So I'm still going to have some belief that they can close this out and they can flip the script between when you watch this video here on Locked On Sooners on the YouTube channel and the time Williams and Harry commits. I'm really hoping that we see, we have a whole different conversation on the live show on Monday night, but we'll see, man. It does seem like Eli Drinkwitz and Missouri Tigers and their collectives have really come together and, and made it made it so that they could end up landing the number one player in the class. Well, and don't let there be hard feelings in this recruitment. No. With Winery, because this recruitment, regardless of what happens uh, tomorrow for Oklahoma, it ain't over. And, you know, we've, we've mentioned this portion too, and I, and I hear you on the perspective side. And again, that's sort of why I prefaced everything from my end with, Look, this is somebody that could be, uh, you know, I don't know how this guy's not going to be a National Football League player. So it's, you know, it, it is with the understanding that, of course, it would be a substantial loss, but also to try and, you know, mitigate some of the the total panic because who knows, right? I mean, based on what happens this season at both, A, is Drink going to keep his job? We don't know that. You know, and, and some would, you know, uh, on the Missouri side might argue the same thing for Brent Venables if this season goes horribly wrong. I'm still in the positivity camp. Don't don't misread that comment. But I look at it and say, okay, where could this thing be several months from now? And, and it could wind up in a good place for Oklahoma, even if it's not in a positive place right here, right now, based on how this next football season uh, is going to play out, we hope, for Oklahoma and, uh, you know, maybe negatively for Missouri. So you got to keep that in mind. And again, no hard feelings offer still on the table in terms of name image likeness that uh, that name image likeness offer. If there's one for Oklahoma, you remain competitive uh, and it stays right there. It doesn't poof disappear. Yeah. And all power to Williams Renary and his family, like for being able to get what they're getting. You know, I don't know what the number is that you see kind of numbers floated out and rumored about, but whatever it is, it's enough, and and all credit to him for being able to to get that and earn that. Allegedly, um, allegedly, you know, I, allegedly. But it's it's part of the package. I think everybody's going to acknowledge that that's part of it. You see, you know, the the recruiting analysts acknowledging that that's part of the of the potential process, and that's okay. Like that's that's the new world that we live in, right? Is nil, and we don't need to. I, I, I don't want to criticize. I'm not here to criticize anybody about it. I want to earn as much money at my job as I possibly can. And if, you know, some other network decided to come to Josh and John and say, Hey, we'll pay you this. Well, we'd have to consider it, right? It would be foolish not to. That's just the way business works. And this is, you know, the business aspect. That's part of it. Close to home. That's part of it. And if you have an opportunity to be close to home and play for a school that you have a high respect for, totally get that that's totally understandable oklahoma just needs to do a better job at selling why it's okay to leave missouri and come to oklahoma instead we'll find out 3 p.m central time from lee's summit north uh we'll talk about whatever happens on the live show monday night 9 p.m central time um but man it's it's gonna be buzzy but like josh said just try not to overreact 
Try to just remember they'll keep recruiting. Don't let it get to your Twitter fingers. Don't let it get to your message board rants. Just let it be. Just let it be. Let me riddle you this real quick before we move on. And I know we're not, not going to spend a ton more time on this, at least in this episode. If we see flashes immediately this season from PJ Adabare, will that help alleviate some of the sting if this does not go OU's way? If as a collective, I see this defense take a significant jump into the top 30, then I won't be as worried. Because it, it takes more than just one player. And I think that's what George has shown us, is that it takes more than just one player to create a great defense. And as great as PJ might be, you got to have a lot of those guys. You got to have a defensive line full of great players to be able to get to the point where you're contending and, and beating Georgia and beating Alabama, you know, beating LSU, you know, beating Texas on a regular basis. Like you got to have a collective of those dudes up front. And I mean, PJ is going to be great, but you got to add some guys to him in subsequent classes to make PJ even better. And, and that's kind of where I, I stand with all of that. Uh, debuting a new segment of our show here on Locked On Sooners. This is what we're going to call our parting shot. And uh, that's where we just throw out our final take of the day. And, and this is mine. I believe that the 2023 wide receiver group, Josh, is going to be great. I know that there are a lot of questions about this group. There are a lot of questions about who's going to start on the other side of Jaleel Farouk, along with Drake Stoops. But what we're seeing out of camp, the buzz that is being created by guys like Gavin Freeman, Chaquay's Petaway, Brendan Thompson before he was injured and, and might be out a month, uh, Andrew Anthony, there is enough talent to see this wide receiver group go from what was pretty good last year to being great. I believe that Drake Stoops is going to take another step in his ability, his performance, and his production. You've heard me talk about it on multiple occasions on this show. Jaleel Farouk, he does it all. He does everything that Jeff Levy wants a wide receiver to do in an offense, and he does it really, really well. And he's going to take a huge step and help usher Oklahoma back into having an alpha wide receiver, someone that you haven't had since CeeDee Lamb graduated. You had a Marvin Mims who was really, really good, but he was never somebody that you could really say, listen, every key moment we can target this guy and he's going to come down with the football and he's going to make a play and he's going to get us that key first down to extend a drive. He's going to get us that key reception in the red zone to get the touchdown. You've got that in Jalil Farouk, a guy that's got size. He's got physicality. He's got speed. He can win deep. He can win over the middle. He can win in, in the intermediate game. He can win in the screen game. He can take a reverse and pick up big yards for you as well. But with Jaleel Farouk, Drake Stoops, Gavin Freeman, Jaquez Petaway, and a host of others, Jaden Gibson continues to create buzz. This wide receiver group is going to make all the questions that we've had about it leading up into the 2023 season seem foolish because they're going to have a productive year. They're going to have a consistent year. They're going to have a year that takes that you know third and fourth down offense, that red zone offense that was really inefficient, and they're going to make it really efficient. They're going to make it really good so that when you need a key third down late in the game, you're going to get it. When you're in the red zone and you've got third and eight, this wide receiver group is going to make the play that gets you either a first down to extend that drive in the red zone or get you a touchdown. Wide receiver I love it. is going to be great. 
loving it. Sorry, I'm hitting my mic. I'm so excited about this wide receiver group. And that's today's parting shot. I love it. Yes, it it is very exciting. Uh, it's worth uh, knocking a microphone over once or twice. I hope uh, I hope that you're you know dead on accurate here, and I think there's a chance that that you just might be. I'm going to stick with. I think they're going to be pretty good for now, and uh, the reason I say that is define great for me. Is is great that there's one CD Lamb or Hollywood on this roster, or you know, all timer like Broyles. I mean, you tell me, define what, what great is. I do think that, and I've said this for a long time, I'm not worried about skill position at Oklahoma until it's proven to me that I need to be worried about skill position at Oklahoma. Now, that being said, I'm also not ready to go out there and say for me right here, right now, that Jalil Farouk is Marvin Mims or that there's a CD Lamb on this roster right yet. Uh, you know, like that to me is – I got to see that, right? But uh, I do think that Oklahoma's in a place to where when it's all said and done, they'll find plenty enough pass catchers to go win a Big 12 conference, to make a college football playoff run or appearance. Uh, So to me, I think that they've got enough skill guys, John. But again, if you're defining great by, okay, they've got these like two or three can't miss NFL guys. Okay, I I need to see a little bit more of that. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Thanks so much for tuning in and being a part of the show. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And on YouTube, hit that notification bell to let you know when new episodes drop. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners. Follow Josh at Josh on Ref. Follow myself at John Nine Williams. And on Facebook, we are Locked On Sooners Podcast. Again, be here Monday night, 9 p.m. Central Time for our weekly live show where we're going to talk williams Winery. We'll talk other recruiting notes as they come out. We'll talk more about what's happening at fall camp as well. But again, for Josh Helmer, I'm John Williams. We'll talk to you on Monday night. Boomer Sooners!